millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I'm Richard Porter. And I'm Johnny Smith. And this is Smith & Sniff, a podcast in which two friends talk about cars and this week mostly animals. robust feedback to last week's show um <laughs> i probably should have explained to people that it was just a sort of quick fix because we were short of time because of holidays and other work and stuff and um, apparently for a lot of people it didn't quite work out because the sound wasn't very good um, it's just something we were trying because we thought people might be interested in the new defender so sorry if you didn't enjoy it or couldn't listen to it all the way through we'll try not to do it again mm. until the next time that we uh, screw something up Anyway, how are you? Oh, it's been a stressful morning, actually. Way more stressful than it should have been. Why so? Um, well, I woke up. I woke up to hear a load of like smacking and slapping noises. I thought, what on earth is that? And it's my wife running around the kitchen um, with a fly swat, swatting so many wasps that the swat's broken in three places. <laughs> and um, it turns out we've got a, we've pretty much got a wasp's nest in our kitchen. Oh, and um, I I I knew there was a wasp's nest on the outside of the house because I've heard them scratching around for a while. But they've finally broken through, Rich. They've broken, broken through, through well, the wall. They've eaten through the coving and the ceiling, and they've gone into oh. the kitchen. So then there's loads of wasps coming in and then going this is not this is not the right exit where where I don't know where I'm going and then just hanging around so I had all the windows open so that's why I had to quickly message you to say I'm going to have to do this podcast a little bit later cuz I'm dealing with a situation Oh man! So hang on, the wasps—they want to go outside again, but they're accidentally coming through your coving into your kitchen and then yeah. doing what I had to do last week in a very large. Um, one of those sort of, you know, office like we work things, but it wasn't a we work where you know yeah. people go and do where they don't have a proper office to go to. I was in one of those, yeah, and it was very big, and I kept going the wrong way, yeah. And you know when you do that, and you walk into an even bigger room full of people, have quite a few people in it, and you have to do a bit of a sort of basically like BAFTA winning performance. Of, <laughs> oh, I'm just meant to come in here. Yeah, just came to look at this picture here of uh, David Bowie, and now I'm going to turn around and I'm going to go over here because I don't want you to know that I'm looking for the shit. <laughs> I would, I would say that's in, in today's world right now. That's the um, that's the COVID toilet walk. Because if you're in yeah. a hotel or you're in a, I don't know, um, a restaurant, uh, it's because it's probably all a one-way system now, like it was for me a couple of weeks ago. I went to the loo, and it took me about 20 minutes to get back, so everyone thought I was having a serious session in the toilet. Yes. Um, and yes. needing exactly a midwife, and I didn't at all. I was just walking <laughs> around the perimeter of the entire site to get back This in. is the one-way system threw me out as well. And I eventually found the loo, and then I thought there must be a closer one. I went back to that. I was there for a meeting. We had a socially distanced meeting. And the second time I needed to get the loo, because it was an all-day thing, I foolishly asked uh, one of my colleagues in this meeting, who was TV's James May, uh, forgetting, of course, that his sense of direction is not necessarily the sharpest, <laughs> and nor is mine, frankly. <laughs> and he went, oh, no, well, if you... But no, you, you can go up some glass doors and they're locked. But if you tap on them, there's someone at a desk on the other side and they'll let you through. And that's the way to do it. But that was completely bum information. <laughs> it just, I went into a different room and had to do that. Oh, here I am. Dum -da -dum, meant to come in here. Yep, oh, definitely meant to come in here. Just going to wander around for a bit. Sometimes it's easier to just go into the car park and wee in the corner of the car. <laughs> that's, what, that's, what a, that's what a friend of mine has told me he's done before. Oh, <laughs> oh dear. But that's the anyway. thing, COVID doesn't make it easier, does it? Because no. the problem is that you, you, you can't just sort of, A, you definitely don't want to just go right up to someone and go, excuse me, where are the loos? But also, you know, the one-way systems and the, the general sort of sense of just keeping your distance makes it all 
all even oh, more complicated. Super hard. Like they've so got, anyway, they're blanking that, off some of the urinals and saying you can't use yes, that one because obviously yes. socially distanced urinals are a thing. <laughs> well, yeah, but I sort of because they had that here and they had you know so there was there were in the loo that I went to first there were three urinals and so the middle one had a red cross sticker above yes, it. Yes, yes. But I thought I've had why didn't they have these in peacetime? Why didn't they have these pre-COVID? Because they should have had little stickers, particularly in pub loos, that mm. say, men. If there's a person at the far right urinal, don't go to the middle one when there's no one at the far left, you weirdo. And for Christ's sake, don't start up a conversation or do a fart and then make a whimsical remark about it. None of these things are acceptable etiquette. No. Do you know what it is, though? I reckon if we kept like this now, so one of them's blanked off and has crime tape on it or whatever, that's the quali- mm. that's the qualifying urinal. <laughs> so so that's the do you know what I mean so like like I don't know in F1 or whatever you, you've got this you'd have a spare car or you maybe you've got your qualifying tires you've got your quali urinal and then you've got your <laughs> your main event urinal and it's the same with the um it's the same with the cubicles you've got your quali uh, cubicle well that's a whole whole separate area isn't yeah it? we can't cubicles. let's we're supposed to talk about vehicles not toiletries we slightly digressed yeah um well wasps. sorry yeah wasps so wasps you got as you before didn't say wasp in my kitchen what am um, i going well actually there was something like 14 dozen wasps in my kitchen and i'll tell you what i'm gonna do it starts like this open all the windows and shut the doors that go through to the rest of the house okay mm. usher mm. the kids out to holiday club tell the wife mm. to go and relax in a different part of the house then um, then what we do is we put some gaffer tape over the hole in the coving and as you're pressing it, um, thinking, yeah, this will sort them out, your hand goes through and you realise the entire corner of the kitchen ceiling has been eaten out. So now, oh. now we have a bigger si- hole in a bigger situation. So now I, I go into the back um, conservatory where there's some recycling ready to be put out and I find an Amazon box. I light it in the middle of my own kitchen, stamp it out, <laughs> and then I leave it underneath that, that area in the kitchen so that there's, there's a smoking box. It disorientates the enemy and it buys me a bit of time. And so mm. then what I do is I think, oh, hang on, well, what can I do? I know, ran down to the shed. I did have some wasp nest killing powder, which I'm not proud of, uh, but I have used it in the past because we've had four wasps nests around here before in eight years. Anyway, so I think I'm going to have to cover that whole corner of the ceiling. So I get myself a um, a big piece of bubble pack from, again, the recycling at the back, and I make what looks like a hammock with tape, gaffer tape, all the way around it. And as I'm gaffer taping it up onto the ceiling, there's about, I don't know, 150 wasps around me, and I've got a hoodie on, but shorts. So it's not a great combo. Oh. Yeah. I, I, as I'm putting the last bit of tape up to kind of cordon it off, I, I put a load of the padder in um, and then sell it to it. So any wasp coming through into the house lands into lands in a load of wasp cocaine, <laughs> rolls around and then consequently dies but the reason why this occurred this morning is because last night just before i went to bed i i thought oh i remember there's a wasp's nest isn't there because i got i heard it the other morning with them scratching and eating my ceiling so i could hear the wasps eating your house yeah honestly honestly so last night, this is not a great idea, and I don't recommend it because I don't think it works. I went into the shed just before bed. It was a lovely night, wasn't it? Full moon. And I thought, oh, I've got a can of expansion foam and a long proboscis. So I just so I just pushed the, pushed the thing into the cracks all around where the wasps were getting in and out and basically just filled their nest with expansion foam, thinking that'll do them. They won't be able to get out of that. Well, it, they can get out of that because they can eat their way through the foam because it's not because ah. wasps have got very strong mandibles so that is was my fire pissed on and that's why my kitchen was full of wasps and that's why i think most of them have died uh, but after this podcast i'll obviously check to see if the rest of the house has been eaten um and what's weird is i saw on social media that television's ross kemp had his whole face stung by wasps and he turned into what looked like 
uh, that chap, is it Pete Burns from Dead or Alive? Yes. Um, or maybe a football hooligan that had just had a good shoeing. <laughs> very... <laughs> but I shouldn't laugh because it looked painful, but hey. Um, well, that's... But should we talk about cars, do you think? Yes, I've got some... Well, uh, uh, something I wanted to talk to you about because uh-huh. we were talking about um, impressors and uh, e- RB5s and 22Bs and stuff. One of those in Star Wars, I'm sure. Yeah. I keep thinking 22Bs, one of the camp robots in or something in Star Wars. <laughs> I don't know a lot about Star Wars, if I'm honest, which does offend people, I think. Yeah. Yeah. But, hey. uh, yeah the, so anyway, after we'd we been talking about it, we uh, but hadn't spotted that a 22B came up for auction. Um, now, the, on, is the 22B the most sought after, or is it about even with the P1? I think it. I, oh, that's a good question, actually. They're both three doors, aren't they? So I don't know. Yeah. I can read you some of the. The blurb from this auction thing. Uh, one of 399 22Bs built for sale to the domestic market. Domestic oh. market? Oh, I see. Okay. Now, look, this doesn't make any sense. They've already... Their own blurb. Doesn't Bullet make point sense. One, one of 399 22Bs built for sale for the domestic market. Yes. Point two. Car 326 of the 400 JDM examples. <laughs> Get your... House so so here. so, on. hang on. The domestic market meaning Japan, what? yeah, and or do, or, is, or are they meaning are these the one? Some of them were for Britain. I don't what know. Was the allocated number? Were there any allocated to the UK? Or it looks like I think there were. I mean, ugh. I think maybe that's it. Wasn't the P one um, was a UK car? P one was UK because it was Pro Drive. Twenty two B was because this this one has been imported. If it's a grey import. Yeah. Oh, I see. No, that's another blurb says only 399 22Bs were built for sale for the domestic market. Another 25 were made for overseas markets. Only 25? Uh, yeah, that's weird, isn't it? I should have done some research if I'd known that the blurb on well, this I'll be honest. was in fact. Oh, here we go. Now there's more. God, they're really drip feeding this bloody information, aren't they? Oh, they're, 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 laying, uh, they're laying the paving stones of the yeah. narrative, Richard. <laughs> <laughs> the car presented here is a 1998 Subaru Impreza 22B STI. I know. A car 326 of the 400 JDM examples, which was imported in the UK in 1998. Lovely. Blah, uh, blah, 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 blah. Subaru UK officially imported only 16 22Bs and passed them on to ProDrive for modification. Wow. Oh, okay. So I would right. say that means it's probably rarer than the P1. But look, we're going to get mm. hundreds or maybe several oh, there's a, people uh, contacting us to tell us yeah otherwise. yeah people are going to be irritated now with our lack of because we don't know <sighs> forgot anyway the headline the reason i bring this up is because this imported impressive 22b uh sold uh, at the end of july for one hundred and thirty thousand and five hundred pounds 130 grand yeah so it's the Nuts new it's the that. new cosworth isn't it it's the well new there's the Sierra thing cosworth but it's not new. Then somebody on um, social media pointed out uh, the other day that a really lovely original Sierra Cosworth, in fact, not only original pre-production car. It was um, it was one of the pre-production batch that um, they made ahead of launch, and it's gone for something like fifty grand. Hang on, I'm going to find. See, that seems cost, very cheap, doesn't it? Well, listen, while you're while you're looking for that, I've got an opinion. Do you think if you're a Subaru Impreza owner, a proud one, and you get caught with a fluffy toy of Scooby Doo inside <laughs> the car, your insurance is invalidated? what do you think you know it's like sorry mate zero tolerance to that we get it it's a gag it's a play on words quit it with the soft toys stop being a dick come on do they do they do that it it has been done a lot in the past i've seen it at car shows but it's probably wound down a bit now because the classic shape in pretzer is fairly seldom seen whereas it used to be a daily occurrence yeah, yeah. And you can hear them coming, can't you, as well? I've, oh, I yeah. once wrote a column about this because I reckoned that the Impreza was one of those cars, Impreza Turbo, one of those cars that had a sort of consistent image around the world and was always driven by the same sort of person, a sort of a, typically a kind of crop-haired 
geezer-y sort of bloke. But I've been in the US and you hear one coming around the corner. I was I was once, I think, in Barcelona and I heard you could hear the brr, 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 coming around the corner in Pretzel Turbo being driven in a slightly too quick way. Back in their heyday, <laughs> of course, early 2000s. Of course. Yes, yes. Um, I found this, this um, Sierra Cosworth, 1985, uh, pre-production Sierra Cosworth, um, is in Moonstone, which of is that course. lovely sort of grey, grey, bluey colour. Yeah, we which know. Is yeah, classic. The, Jim, the Jimmy Nail sapphire Spender colour. Yeah, didn't he have different ones though as well? Because didn't they keep getting nicked while they were making the show? Oh, well, it wouldn't. Remember. It wouldn't bloody surprise me. Anyway, so this is a pre-prod car. It's got various little differences um, between it and production ones, which you know always get people like us a little peak our interest don't they does it have a they little include... does it have a little sovereign tray underneath the ashtray that's yeah pre it's got a, a <laughs> <soft> holder <laughs> <laughs> tray of sobs um, i'm sorry that's bad got... that's bad bad uh cliching well it has i can tell you what it does have uh, it has no rear window washer the fuse box lid is black rather than white there's no first aid box, and there are two types of radio balance control fitted for some reason. What? There's also a brace. There's also a brace between the engine and the gearbox to reduce vibration. Now, uh, that's a bit weird that they wouldn't have put that on the production cars, what they decided that they could dispense with it. But what's interesting is this: they think this car had a little bit of a life as a press car. So I wonder whether it was sort of... Well, that means it's got extra provenance. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But yet it and goes for less. It's been to, well... It's been to New Zealand and back. Someone bought it and took it out to New Zealand. Then a guy, British guy in Australia, saw that it was for sale in New Zealand and went and rescued it, repatriated it to the UK so, and put its original plates back on it, got its original registration back on, and it's been sort of not quite restored, but certainly redone. This isn't Jess like Cross. This isn't that ju- the journalist Jess Crosses, is it? No, I don't think so. Because no, he, he had a pre- express one. Oh, he and did. And he, 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 yeah. bought, he bought back his long termer. It's not mm. his, is it? No, this has been this is guy. Um, uh, apparently, the current owner was called Tim and lives in Sydney, but he's he's repatriated it to the UK and now he's selling it. Well, he sold it because it sold for £52,500. Well, I mean, it's a and huge amount of a, money. But yes, but we've seen Cosy Cosy's go for like over a hundred grand, ninety, one hundred and ten. I just think that's that's just your money's your money's safe. That's yours. Your money's safe there. You're safe in your pre-production cars <laughs> with your money's safe. Oh, it's a game yeah. show now. I like it. I like it. It's, we've got a format right here. Guess what it went for? Oh, that's yours. You've got that now. It's safe. Yeah, fifty-two and a half grand for uh, okay. a, 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 a unique Sierra Cosworth as well, and it's in. It looks in absolutely spanky condition, and there's some lovely things have been done to it, like the seats have been restuffed but under the original fabric. Yeah, because you know, it's like I hate it when car seats go a bit. Eighties Ford soft. foam has given way. Yeah, <laughs> finally. <laughs> I say finally, probably Price within, finally, within five years of ownership. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, no, it just—it looks absolutely minty. I can't believe. I if it had gone for a hundred grand, I mean, we'd be going, "Cool, that's silly money." But it—it's it, quite believable that that could happen because people get a bit giddy about these things. So they get very 52 giddy. And a yeah, half that seems all right. That feels does. a bit reasonable. Um, oh. Thank you to Kevin Santi on Twitter who um, alerted me to this thing. He sent me a. A newspaper cutting about it. Talking of twi- um, Twitter, some th- there was a debate yesterday or the day before um, that Motor Trend put on there saying, um, if money was no object, would you have a diesel or a, or a petrol car? And why? <laughs> I saw did, your reply to and, this. And, and I just... I just couldn't understand why someone had even bothered to try and strike a debate up. It's like... You're referring to cars specifically, not vehicles. No, <laughs> nobody would choose a diesel over a petrol car because the whole point of a diesel car was that it was conceived to just be more economical. Is that right? Yeah. And if money was no object, funny, then you're just going to roost a tail money at, at fuel or, I don't know, build something that's hybrid or jet-powered or whatever. I mean, I just, I'm just very bemused. <laughs> 
very bemused. Unless I'm wrong. Unless there's someone out no, there who can not. put you're their hand on their right. heart and go, if there was no constraints on money, I'm still going to have a 535D. Yeah, think... <laughs> well, steady on. It's a, a good 520D, car. D, I think. 520D. Um, SE, not M Sport, because uh, I, this has got slightly smaller wheels, so it'd be more economical. Even though money's no object. Even though money's no, what? What are you? Some sort of like? <laughs> Mind you, you do get that. You get those people you see occasionally. You see in the papers, someone's won like twenty million pounds on the lottery, and they go, "Well, the first thing that we did when we won the money was we went out and bought a new second-hand TV." What, what, a sec- why did you buy a second-hand TV? You're millionaires. Yeah, I mean, maybe we should applaud it because it's the whole like, well, we don't, you don't need, you don't need to buy more, so you don't buy more. I don't know. May, am I just being? No, you're not. But I, I really enjoy your righteous indignation about this because I think I just the, don't the, the think thing it's is, a conversation. Yeah. Well, it's not, is it? It's a, it's yeah. It's sort of like going now. Which is best, ham sandwiches or losing a foot in a boat? <laughs> that's not a fair comparison. One of those things is something you'd have to bear, it is something you'd actually want. It's I mean, a, exactly. It is just like that. Yes, finding a spider in your food in a restaurant or. <laughs> <laughs> Jumping into an infinity pool in the Maldives, <laughs> but don't you know, answer. Yes, this is not like for like, people. Come on. <laughs> um, I was going to say though that I think part of this is uh, Americans, American car people's relationship with diesel is weird. Hang on, you said it. Like, you said it wrong already. What you need to say what? diesel? Diesel. Yeah, diesel. I've, I've no, heard. No, I sound Swedish. When I've I heard. A, I've heard a lot of Americans saying diesel. Diesel. Yeah. Diesel. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. So you know, my wife's American, but she never says diesel. Even when we had a diesel car, she used to delight in winding me up. And I only realized she was winding me up belatedly <laughs> by going, oh, I'll be... Um, I'll be a bit late at home because I've got to go and put petrol in the car. And I go, diesel! She'd be like, yeah, I know, I know. And she always did it. Um, yeah, I'm just going to go put some petrol in the car. Don't put petrol in it, it's diesel! And, yeah, I realised after a while she was just taking the piss out of me because it made me so anxious <laughs> about her misfueling. Um, <laughs> but what was you going to say? Oh, yeah, no, American Americans and diesel. It's that classic, you only want what you can't have. Yeah. Because I, I remember for years reading people, you know, sort of classically, like a lot of the guys on Jalopnik would be sort of frotting themselves senseless over the idea of a diesel estate car version of something like a Golf that they could get over there, but not in that form. I mean, I think it was it was kind of a standing joke for Jalopnik at least, but but there was sincerity behind it, which was well, we really love a diesel-powered one I suppose of it is and the you felt like going, we, we can get diesel-powered ones of those, and trust me, you don't. You don't need wretched. it. Well, I, you well, only well, have them because they're economical. When we had the Chrysler 300C estate diesel um, with the V6 uh, Merck engine in it, um, mm. we I got quite a lot of interest from 
from people in the states following me on social media going wow did you do that is that a conversion yourself i'm like no it's <laughs> you, why would you, i do why that? would i go to all that effort i'm only buying yeah. it because i'm i'm only a moron would drive a v8 as a daily driver in this country and b the v6 version petrol version is cac so the diesel v6 is the only other option on that car and that's the reason why i chose it <laughs> but or i could have just not bought the car but hey I enjoyed that car. Thought it was a good car. Very good car. Um, I think there's an equivalent, is there not? Um, for I, what, isn't there? There's, there's definitely sort of maybe it's just sort of all V8s. There's sort of things that we might hanker for in Europe that Americans will go. Look, you know what? We got loads of these things and they're shit. Oh, of course. I can't think what it is. You know, just sort of like sort of workaday low horsepower V8s. I don't know, they're still quite nice, aren't they? Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, you, you you get the sound, you get the look. Um, mm. The 305 V8, Chevrolet V8, which was sort of an eco V8, was a bit crap, I have to say. An eco V8, that sounds yeah. an increasingly Yeah, the, strange, the 305 strange was a bit gash. Yeah. <laughs> it was. Know, what's, 30, what's 305 in litres? Five litre. Oh, is it? Oh, okay. Yeah. It's quite hearty um, then. Yeah, I think the 305 is a 5, because I had one of those. It was disappointing. It's very weak, you know, like very puny. Mm. Um, well, we, you know, we had we had some pretty puny V6s in the 70s, didn't oh, gosh, we? Yeah. Well, I mean, I think there was, a, there was a low compression version of the Rover V8 that was put into Land Rovers or Range Rovers for, for some markets where the petrol wasn't very strong. And... Um, that's not the way of expressing, is it? You know what I mean? Low octane. I petrol. like that. Not very, yeah. Not very strong. Low weak run. petrol. Yeah, yeah. Like a sort of cause light. Like wa- like when you, yeah, like when you go into a foreign bar and they've watered down the spirits, or, or there's a rumor that they have, and maybe they never did. It's just someone was spreading vicious rumors. Like, oh yeah, the vodka's yeah. only twenty percent in there. Don't go in there, mate. Oh, my friend Welsh Mike, who I once took into a, a, a slightly rough backstreet pub in Manchester. And went, what do you want to drink, mate? And he went a little bit too loudly. He went, oh, I don't know. I'll just have a pint of the weakest bitter. And everybody looked at us. Because it's not <laughs> the kind of thing you say. You don't. You think it, and you, you, may, you may do yeah. it, but you don't say it. Um, say it, yeah, see it, was... sort it. <laughs> <laughs> I absolutely love that slogan on um, public transport in the UK. It's say good. It, you know, see it, so- sort it, s- sort it. Stroke it. No, that wasn't. Say it, see it, stroke it. No, that's not (laughs) it. That was only dogs. What? Say it, as in you call the dog, you see it with your own eyes, and then you stroke it. Don't you do that? Sometimes I just go, oh, look, a dog. (laughs) Because I've I've spent too much time with my children. I do the same with helicopters and other objects (laughs) that they find amusing. Look, kids, helicopter. The kids aren't with me. And they don't, or they don't care. You're the only one Uh, that cares. I'd still do it with tractors in the field. Uh, yeah, yeah. You see, that's the thing. I dread the day when my children are interested in a helicopter going over. Because you see, unfortunately, I still am, and I'm 45. But I have the sort of feel like I have backup I'm from them. Hu- I'm hugely enthusiastic about um, watching tractors in action. Agri, mm. of which mm. I drove my first modern tractor um, at the weekend. What? Yeah, I. I um, oh, well, it'll it'll no, it'll all be revealed on on one jealous. of my 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 new my full, uh, car, car pervert videos. But I, oh, um, this was a filming thing, not just not just for. But it's a, a, fr- a friend of ours who is a farmer, and I I struck mm. a bit of a deal with him. And we were filming with the car, and I said, well. When we'd finished the filming, I said, "Look, I've never driven a tractor before. I wish I, I could wish I could drive that back to the farm from we were in a load of fields, but I've got no idea how to drive a modern tractor." And he went, "Well, I, I'll tell you it in ten seconds." And you go, "Get in, press that, pull that, and then make and then use that joystick to do that." And I went, "Oh!" And it was really easy. I was in a JCB fast track, so I did forty Ooh. in a tractor, which is fast for a tractor, and across um, a field, yeah. Well, and probably across a hedge as well. Yes. <laughs> it wobbled a bit in the cab. I was across like, oh, what was that? <laughs> yeah. Oh, it was amazing, man, I have to say. The, and the Vista, the, the windscreen on it. The windscreen's yeah. about 10 feet square. It's yeah. amazing. I loved it. Oh, I'm really jealous now. I'm, I'm totally going back. I think I can yeah. strike a deal with him. If I bring another interesting car to him, we can do a little swap. They're auto, aren't they, now? 
They are auto, yeah, yeah. Um, I think you can. I just he put it in full auto for me, but I think you can probably do a switch, you know, switchable auto. Mm. So you can, you know, press the button through the gears, push button. The only tractor I've ever driven uh, was a really old one with no cab, you know, just over yeah, very very bouncy, yeah. But that was a manual. Had a slightly piggy gearbox on it. Could well, do a lot. <laughs> they all do have piggy gearboxes, but but the great thing is, is if you get the wrong gear, it's not the wrong gear. It'll still work in that gear. <laughs> It'll still pull. Yeah, it well, you can accidentally go from first to seventh, and it's like not not an issue, mate. Not an issue. Yeah, it's not like having a nine eleven where you have to take it to the dealer and they go, oh, it's flagged up some over revs on the laptop. Exactly. You can't over rev an old tractor. No, you can't really stall an old tractor either. <laughs> <laughs> they do because they do. They, they, you can the farmer who let me have a go on on his old Massey. He showed me that you just sort of stick it in gear and you could get off and let it chug along on its own and then get back on again because it's doing one mile an hour. Yeah, they can do that, and some of them have a hand throttle as well as a foot throttle, so you can set it going in a big circle uh, slowly. And then climb out, out off, and then pull bales off the back and throw them to sheep. I think that's the idea for it. Oh, uh, okay. But it just reeks of danger to me. Oh yeah, you're what, running because because you to get back on really, you've got to sort of nip in front of the big back tire, which is the the, <laughs> the killy bit, the killy bit. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it also feels like because they, they, you can always see the huge rear axle with a big and stuff that's the heavy part oh, as well it takes no mercy mate it takes no mercy it's just but oh well that's I'm, I, I, but I, I really really enjoyed it I didn't I'm not driving it in the video we're just doing something with agricultural machinery but oh okay oh, it was oh, well, so should, good you should go back and do a review on the tractor because it sounds you, like a you know what I might actually yeah I might actually do that I'd like to do a bit of agri Sort of agri because because the technology in, in agricultural vehicles is way beyond cars. It's just amazing. Yeah, you think it's just um, bell time for 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 belts and you know um, leaning on gates and muttering. <laughs> it's actually a lot. It's a lot a lot more to it than that. Is farming my lovely? Um, I I haven't watched your review of the Polestar 2 yet because... Well, thank you, Rich. I've I appreciate that. Just, no, well, I'll tell you why I haven't watched it because I knew that I was getting one in because I'm reviewing it for the Sunday Times and I don't like to read or watch other people's reviews of cars because I, I sort of worry that it'll kind of, you know, temper my Cloud. view. I'll, I'll yes. start looking for the things that other people point out. So mm. I've been a bit circumspect. Um, but the Polestar 2 has just turned up and I haven't really had a chance to drive it yet apart from just moving it around on my street but um, I was weirded out by the fact that it has no starter button yes it's a bit like very a t- strange it's very similar to Tesla when you're in you're in that's it Ah, you just put it in you see, that's the thing because I've never driven a, a Tesla apart from the Roadster so haven't I've never you experienced that no, because I'm, I've never been able to borrow a press one because I'm tainted by association with Top Gear, who, who you know, let's forget, had, had a court case with Tesla. So, yeah, I... Um, I didn't know The only that. time I emailed the PR and went, hi there, do you think I could borrow a car, please? I just didn't reply, so... Um, I can, he- I can, I can help, I can help restore your um, honest... Um, do you think? Well, because I think I'd love to try a Model Y when they come here, because I would seriously consider one as our, you know, as a family car for us. So I think it would it could work for us. But I, notwithstanding that, I was, I'm slightly worried about some of their quality, and also I think Elon Musk is a twat. But um, but his cars are good, so apparently. Well, that's the thing. I think. Good. I think. Yeah, I think there's a lot to like about Tesla, and even if you think he's a total wand. He he Total he one. doesn't make the cars, does he? No, so. he just pretends to. I can't bear it. Do you ever see him on Twitter when he starts to he starts trying to sound clever? It's the most excruciating thing when he starts going into science stuff. I I he just yeah he sounds so like one of those boring twats in a really long coat who goes to World of Warcraft a lot. <laughs> Well, actually, I think you'll find, you know, if you look at the integers and you go, you're just using words you remember from school. Fuck yeah, off. I think you'll find that's the um, that's think you'll you're find. you're abusing the power of obsidian. And if you do that, then yeah. you're, going to, you're <laughs> yeah. going to open up a, a fissure in the sky. Yeah. The, 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 I, I don't read everything that Elon says on social media because I'm not hugely interested in space. Well, that's in an what, awkward like, silence, wasn't it? 
Well, no, because I know what you mean. Because I'm, I, I'm kind of interested in space. I don't know a lot about it. I, I only found out like a few weeks ago how long it took them to get to the moon on the f- first Apollo mission. I sort of assumed they just sort of popped up there. What do you like mean a, popped up there? Well, you know what, what do I mean. You mean? Well, they well, stopped I mean, at Gordano Services on the way. Got <laughs> past it. One of them needed a poo, and then they carried on. <laughs> Let's just put it down in the car park at Hilton Park, and we'll be fine. Uh, no, the I, I just think my my space naivety. I just thought, okay, it was a few hours, few hours to the moon. No, days. I think it was three days, and then they had to orbit the moon for another day before they they got down. Listen, I don't know a lot about space, but I didn't think you'd get to the moon in a couple of hours. I know. I know. Seriously, I, I said this to my wife, and she just looked at me like. You thick twat. You're not driving from Stockport to Watford. It's a bit more involved, isn't it? Well, even that can take a few days if the M6 is snogged. But um, (laughs) it's, I I just, yeah, I I hadn't really thought about it enough. And then it was in, um, it was in some, uh, I can't remember, it's probably one of the space books that my son's got, I think. Space books? Yes, it's fascinating. But... That's the thing, isn't it? I think we've been misled by science fiction to believe that one day we will go to space. And Elon Musk is, of course, talking about, you know, we'll colonise Mars. But why? But getting to space is unbelievably complicated, even now. You know, we've been doing it for a few decades. And you watch, we watched that SpaceX launch, because my kids were interested in it. We, we watched it live. But... It got delayed at least once because the weather wasn't exactly right. And you mm. go, this is not this is not a feasible basis for just everyone just constantly nipping up to the moon. Never mind Mars. It just feels like this won't happen in our lifetimes. You know, I I, I I'm no. a bit torn on it. Well, I, I think I, on the one hand, it's it's natural that mankind should be curious and we should go and explore as far as we can in our universe. And it's fantastic that we we have the capability to leave Earth's bonds at all. But at the same time, I do have this pang where I just go, are we wasting our time here? Are well, we really, are we just overreaching? But then they probably said the same about flight. And look now, you can fly wherever you fancy. You can, but it, but now the the, the flight, the, the whole flying thing's become ridiculous because it's cheaper to, for me to fly to Spain than it is to get the train 90 miles to you. So what's <laughs> what the buggery is that all about? And a train is a big, heavy, simple device. Yeah, um, and a, pl- a plane has to stay in the air and not blow up with people on board. So I don't understand I mean, it, and I don't understand why we spend so much effort and money trying to get to space because we've got too much crap on our own doorstep to sort out. You know, sweep up the sewage on your in your own back garden before you go playing around in space. We've got too much sewage in our own back garden. So, well, I particularly have, um, <laughs> and you've got wasps, in and your I kitchen. got wasps in my kitchen, and I don't know See, that's what I'm thing. going to do. Buck up your ideas, NASA. Stop titting about planning to put people on the moon again when you could be sorting out the wasp well, problem down on Earth. I mean, before I you know it, would, you'd get a Nobel Prize for that, wouldn't space you? Space travel's going to become really common. You're going to get privateer um, rockets, uh, shuttles, whatever they are. I can't remember the difference. The rocket's the thing that takes the shuttle up. Is that right? Uh, something like that. It's yeah, too it's very right technical. Right. You can have people that get them remapped, aren't you? Stage three. <laughs> going to get all of that. You're going to put your shuttle on a rolling road. Yeah, rolling, not a rolling road. It would, doesn't need a road. What would it be? A rolling sky? Rolling cloud. <laughs> rolling <Yeah>. cloud. <laughs> Elon Musk's not going to hold a rolling cloud day. Oh. Um, I well no so I was going to say about that Polestar two the thing am I doing this right because I, I have literally sort of driven it up my street and uh, moved it but you get in to start it you just pull the gear selector and that, put it in drive or reverse yeah. and that also fires up the motor and off you go yeah but then to stop it I sat there for a bit because I was like what do I do it feels weird that the car is still on but so in the end i just put it in park and got out and that's what you do it. yeah because it's a it's a bum sensor oh it's, it's got a bum it's, sensor it senses that someone sat in the seat of a certain weight so it's more than a bag or a small dog and then it'll let you um, <laughs> yeah but i've got a large dog does that mean my dog could yeah take try it can you try it for me shit. I'll give it a go. Well, do it do on what, video. Then. Put the dog in the seat and then press D yeah. and see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure you're in a very open car park. Ah, uh, the call to the Well, PR. the car's got and creep, the bumper damaged. 
how? There you go. Yeah, let my, let my dog have a go. Uh, so there we go. But that's, it's, 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 uh, I mean, that's the thing. I don't know. I will... Um, I'll report back with my driving impressions and compare notes with your. You got? Have you got? Video, have you got the suspend the the performance pack? The yeah, suspension. That's the one thing I have heard is that the, it's a bit suspension's too hard. Hard, yeah. And it's I not. It's that. not adjusted adjustable at the push of a button. It's adjustable with climbing under the car with uh, spanners and Allen keys, which to me is like I'm out at that point on a car that you're not going to do Nurburgring boredom with you're actually going to use it in the real world well i can't do that anyway because alan keys lives two doors down from us and he's on holiday at the moment so is he alicia's uncle yeah Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. he's yeah (laughs) but it does lead me to to wonder um because two uh i had the polestar i've got a polestar parked outside now and um and my wife came in and she went what's that and I, so I told her, and you have to always explain it, which is no good, I always think. You have to explain what car is. Well, it's a Volvo, but it's not bad as a Volvo because it's a Pol- What? Um, but she went, oh, I like that. That's really nice, that. And then um, one of our neighbours said the same. She was like, oh, what's that? It's very nice. Because and I would consider one, but... Because it's, it's a Volvo. Too, well, it's very... It's just sort of nice looking, isn't it? But but it's too... The boot is... It's too... Even though it's a hatchback, the boot... Um, the back window is sloped. Can't get the big dog in the boot i think it's touch and go in our eye pace she she will go in there but and she sort of pokes her head between the headrests and hangs out with the kids but it's uh it's you know i could do with an, a polestar 2 estate would be a lovely thing well if if anyone's gonna me. make a sexy estate it's got to be the Vol- mm. volvo group surely yeah, and it doesn't have to be flat backed like a, an eight fifty. It could be a bit sort of you know slanty backed, mm. shooting breaky sort of feel to it because it, uh, it doesn't have to I'm be. Old try, I'm crying out! I'm crying out for a long roof um, EV because there's just not any. VW have promised one, but I don't think we're going to see it. Yeah, it's going to be like a, Passat, a kind of um, futuristic Passat um, full EV estate. But yeah, it's huh. it's a lot. It's a way off. So way off. It's just it's this horrible thing of like <clears throat> SUVs calling the shots on what you can buy mm. because they sell well, more, and it upsets me. Yeah, this is the 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 thing that I have is that uh, we've got the iPace at the moment, but you know it's only on a lease. It goes back next April, and having looked, you know, I got that deal that was an unbelievable deal because it was based on an error. And it was an, yes, it was a mistake. Yes. And there's no way I can see that we could get an iPace for the money that we're paying at the moment. No, you, like, you. When you told me about that deal, I was like, "That sounds shady." No, it wasn't shady. I mean, it's all through. It's through. Funny enough, it's underwritten by Jag Finance, but it's it's. Um, I mean, it's, it's not a lease; it's a PCP, isn't it? But it's um, it's done through uh, a big dealer group up north, and they were the ones who screwed up. I think, or it might have been Lex who do their maths. Someone screwed up anyway. Did the maths wrong, and. Um, there's no way you could get that again. So I'm like, well, now, I, I don't want to spend any more. I'd quite like to spend a bit less. Uh, <laughs> I do think we, we, you know, the EV thing has worked out for us so far. That's all good. But what would I get next? And I just don't know. Well, you've got to fit a gigantic dog in. That's your problem. If you didn't have the dog. The gigantic dog is we're going away um, and um, we're taking the dog and the kids and various things like you know kids bikes and scooters and all that malarkey yeah it's a lot and it's a lot it's fitting everything in. well because basically you put the dog in the boot and that's it that's the boot is now the dogs that's yeah, where the dog I, lives I mean, for that, the journey I just wouldn't take the dog personally but that's just <laughs> But she loves a holiday. We went away with her last year. We she doesn't know what a holiday is. She She's bloody a, does. She doesn't. She does. She, I, I swear she does. It was really funny because we went to the coast in Kent last year and we took the dog and we hadn't taken her to the coast before. And it was like, it was like seeing a different side to the dog. She was a different dog on holiday. She was like a more relaxed dog. She was just really happy on the beach, just trotting about. Seriously. Yeah. So you think the dog definitely, 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 well, the dog, definitely the dog knows, knows it's somewhere different. Is. Well, yeah, only in the sense that it knows it's not at home and it's in a place that's sort of in many ways more exciting than where it lives because we don't have a beach at our house. So, of course, it's... Oh, I mean, okay. I'm, not, I don't, I'm not saying that dogs know the word holiday. I'm just saying that they are aware of a change of 
scenery that in some ways is more interesting. I mean, everywhere, everywhere a change of scenery is interesting for a dog because you get new smells, but that's all they really care about, isn't it? Dogs, it's like a smell. We're talking of which, the, the, the Aston Martin um, DBX SUV, I've just, mm. I've just driven that a couple of days ago. And um, oh. and that's got an, uh, the, I was looking through the options list, and that's got a dog shower, an optional dog shower, and an optional like I don't know sort of wet dog protection kit in the boot. And I'm just I struggle with it all, Rich. I struggle with it all. Well, why, which bit do you struggle? Why with? were you going to spend 160 grand on a car and then have a dog soil it? Why would you even consider doing that? Even if I just wouldn't do that. Even if. 160 gram was just a drop in the ocean for me. I still wouldn't do it. I just wouldn't. Maybe, well, maybe, maybe another, I feel like the maybe car. the wasps have jaded me this morning. You just, I don't think, yeah, you're not feeling nature. I think that's the problem. No, Creatures. I love, I love nature, but I don't want them in my bastard car. That's the difference. <laughs> I don't understand why people put put dogs in really expensive cars. It just, they, they're, uh, they're car ruiners. They don't understand what a car is, and they don't care. I, mean, I did that when we got our dog. I have a trailer. Dog, I. I, I bought that cheap Jeep Cherokee pretty oh, yeah. much specifically as, I don't know, I was a bit bored in the fact Was that a dog car? Was that always, just a dog car? I basically bought it so I could haul the dog down to the woods because there's a woods near us that's got a, a load of water in it and a swampy sort of place and the dog's a bloody idiot for that stuff and always gets muddy and wet. And, um, yeah, so I thought I'll buy just a cheap old car as a dog car to haul her down there and then and, and actually just it's like, as a car I don't need. It becomes aggro. Uh, and also, you know, sometimes you're all going away as a family and you want to take the family car because it's nicer and more comfortable and all that. <laughs> and then a Jeep covered in dog hair. <laughs> well, it wasn't the thing. It wasn't covered in dog hair. Though it became inconvenient because one of the gas struts on the tailgate broke and then the tailgate wouldn't stay up on its own. Oh, we'll uh, just do what my dad did for in excess of four years and just carry a broom around with you. Big bit of wood, yeah. Instead yeah. of the no, fact I that I that. pointed out to Dad that it's about an hour's work to put a new strut in. Yes, well... He's like, yeah... That's well. one of those jobs I wouldn't trust myself with because it's a gas strut and I know how powerful they are and I thought, this is this is where I lose an eye, isn't it? It's definitely... Oh, you've, ob- I, I you've, would... you've obviously never replaced the coil spring on a Mercedes W123. I think um, it's more I dangerous put... than being a war correspondent. Yeah. <laughs> it is so lethal. Hi. I'm Martin Bell. I would happily go back to Sarajevo circa 1992, but oh, I wouldn't go near a spring compressor because they're lethal. I, a top ten fears, I'd say. Oh, it's I mean, awful. I have a range of a range of irrational fears. I, I have this weird one about a, a walking past a hedge and a bird flies out and its beak pierces my temple. But what? But, I think yeah. You just said that out loud on a podcast. Do you have any idea? I don't think I've ever told anyone that before. But it is. I'm just saying. You know, my fears are not necessarily rational. But the one about spring compressors, I do not like spring compressors. They frighten me. Can you just go back to the temple with the beak? Do you never think about that? That a bird, a blackbird or something, might just sort of come. You know, they suddenly exit hedges very quickly if they get startled. Yes. It it zooms out of the hedge, and its beak. It just it's not paying attention. Its beak. You know, in your temple, you've got that sort of, there's a softy bit. Yes, I do, yes. And the bird's <laughs> beak goes into your temple. But you'd be dead instantly, so you wouldn't care. I don't know that you would, though. <laughs> what if you were? What if you just, just like, brain damage? Stop it, stop it. And it's the blackbird's just... still stuck in your head, partially. It's, the blackbird wouldn't, if you if the blackbird killed you, it would kill you instantly with the temple if it flew into your eye I'd be more worried about it flying into my eye than my temple <laughs> yeah but the eye you know it's like okay we've lost sight in one Do you remember eye that? the brain damage from a blackbird's beak going into your brain through your temple potentially devastating do you remember when we were filming a Smith and Sniff at uh, we? I think we hadn't yet got the cameras rolling I was still rolling uh, rigging the cameras and we were at the um, the services motorway mm. services and that was it an ambulance turned up with a bird that was still alive rammed oh, right Jesus, in the yes. front of the grill Ugh. do you remember it's like a horror film yeah and I, and I was rigging the car with cameras so i don't think we properly got to film it but we saw the, the, the problem with birds i hate birds in that situation a bird oh there's a, a pigeon i don't know what happened to it a pigeon came into our garden the other day but it 
it was obviously it had been I don't know whether it had flown into something and it had become delirious or it was dying anyway. <laughs> but it sort of flopped into our garden. Of course, the, the, we, it was a hot day. The door was open and the dog ran out and started bothering the pigeon. And it tried to fly off again. It, it, it did a lap of our garden and then flew into the back window and landed <laughs> on the ground again. So I was trying to. But if it had gone sort of like two feet to the other side, it would have come through the back door. And I was like, oh, I don't want a bird in the house because I hate no, our birds in the house. Dealing with good. birds because they always come apart, don't they? It's like this, the, uh, most of a bird is just feathers and they all start coming off in flustery situations. <laughs> Did you just say that birds start coming apart? <laughs> they do, they start coming apart, don't they? They're really badly made. Birds. I, t- I tell not, you what, I'm. There's no substance to them. They're, well, they're like an 80s Renault. But I, I, I think the, um, I'm a bit more freaked out about a. Um, now, what animal is it? Animals that have the sort of cantilever back leg and they're very bony. Um, well, some dogs actually, some dogs are mm. like that. Um, yeah, uh, and um, cows, horses, cows. I think cows horses. have got that. Goats, oh sheep, sheep Goat. have got that. You know, that's sort mm. of very, very vulnerable cantilever back end. Yeah, I, I don't because you, well, you haven't you haven't seen our dog since she had a summer haircut, and she's we had a, a clipped right back, and you can see much more of her. You know, because normally she's really shaggy, but she hasn't. You can see her legs, and you can see and when she's just lying on the kitchen floor, which she does, and she's always slightly in the wrong place. So you, you're trying to cook, and you're just stepping over the dog, and I'm terrified of treading on one of her legs because they look so spindly. Oh yeah, it's a can- it's a cantilever, and they are cantilevered. They are well, of course, a dog leg, as in you know. Oh, oh yeah, there is that, isn't there? The dog, the dog leg. Yeah, like the gearbox, or just the leg of the dog. Yeah. Well, there we are. It's been, I think, uh, even by our standards, quite quite a, a freestyling, uh, but largely animal based show this week thank you ever so much for listening to smith and sniff uh if you want things that are slightly like this then go to johnny's car pervert youtube channel where you'll see him doing things on his own um that don't involve talking about uh dogs legs and birds (laughs) piercing your head and if you're very very bored then please buy my medium-sized book of boring car trivia by sniff petrol which is on amazon as a paperback or an ebook i thank you thank you everybody for listening thank you goodbye planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with quince quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like european linen premium luggage options buttery soft italian leather bags and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.